Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I will definitely be advocating for lose to the Vikings. Boyle under pressure. Oh, boy. And this pass is picked off. Patrick Peterson, 44th interception of his career. Let's go Texans. Beat those Colts. LGT. So Houston win and a Bears loss, and Chicago would own the first overall draft pick. Did you happen to watch a Colts game yesterday? Longer out of the gun. Looks left. Hangs in the pocket. Fires in the end zone. Wide open. A touchdown. Mo Ali Cox. Colts have the lead. There's a real chance. It's, it's like a 38% chance that on Monday morning, the Bears are going to have the number one pick in the draft. Will the balloons return to the studio? All right. Uh, Ron, you got an update on the Houston game? Yeah, Houston had a fourth down and 20 at the Colts' 28-yard line. Empty set for Mills. Five wide. Three go right. Flush out of the pocket right side. Now being forced back in. Throws it downfield at the end zone. And it is caught for a touchdown. And that is Jordan Aikens. There's a timeout. I guess the question is whether they're going to go for two and put everything on the line right now. Put it on the line, Lovey. Lovey wants to catch an early flight here. Texans lose this game. They're guaranteed the number one overall pick in the draft. Let's see what they do here on the two-point conversion. Ogundawali the back to the left. Mills going to throw it. On the two-point conversion, fires upfield into the end zone, and it's a catch. And Houston now leads at 32-31. God bless Lovey Smith. How about that? I do believe in second chances. It's not over yet. If you'll let me finish, if you'll let me finish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Colts have one more chance. What do the football guys have in store for us here? Final play. Ellinger buys some time. Throws towards the end zone. And it is knocked away. The Bears have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. Just when you think you've seen it all. They'd have QB1 and the number one pick in the draft. The time off has done you well, my son. The NFL Draft is now officially open. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. QB1 and one. Let's talk about the draft. What do we need? Number one. Number one. One, two, three. Here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. The offseason runs through Chicago. Tune into Twitch. Search 670 The Score on Twitch. You see the balloons, the streamers, the number one balloons. And yes, me in a Derrick Rose jersey and a silver dyed brown beard. It's a Lovey Smith beard in honor tribute. of Lovey. It's the best idea that you could come up with, and you care about these things. 
I do. You work at it. You drive to Party City on a Sunday night. Yeah, I missed a decent chunk of the 3 o'clock games yesterday to go to Party City with no real plan. Uh-huh. I went there just with a credit card and a dream. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to come away with for well, the QB1 party? Thankfully, your new million-dollar contract allows you yeah. to, uh, you know, exercise that budget. So That's right. Thank you for all you've done. You're the, welcome. The Orange Bears balloons. That's right. There's no helium. I noticed you chinced on the helium this time around. I decided that, you know, I wanted to go big on the costume budget <laughs> this year. And uh, listen, the number one pick is not as exciting as having the quarterback. Uh-huh. This is like the bonus party. Like, it's Mark Rody's birthday today. He said he's got to dinner with his parents, but then he's going to have a dinner with some friends, and then uh-huh. he's going to have dinner with another friend. So there are a lot of birthday parties. Can you do me a favor and find the mouth on that beard? And Am I muffled? Yeah, you're very muffled. It's like like a singer with a mask on. Mm. Oh, but now it's below. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but... the. the Trying to talk through the actual mouth of the beard, a lot, of, a lot of hair was getting in my mouth. So this oh, yeah. is the best you're going to get. And silver spray paint. And silver spray paint, which tastes not great. Um, <laughs> but it's a QB one-on-one party. There's number ones all around over here in balloon yes. form. Thank you, oh, Danny. That's right. That does feel good. It does. Because the, the point is this. Um, oh, there's a point. There's a point. I so often forget. The offseason rolls through Chicago. The season was a success. This is, of course, something to celebrate. You want to trade for a player? You got a dream of trading for a player? The Bears could do it. You got a dream of signing a player? He's available? The Bears could do it. You got a contract you want to absorb? The Bears could do it. You got a guy you want to draft? Like, basically, the next four months, you know that segment that Bernstein does that he loves so much because it's him reading? Who's your guy? Uh, Where someone calls up. Which segment where it's just Bernstein reading? It's so funny, man. I I immediately thought, oh, that thing where he reads a Greg Doyle column. Someone else thought about a Joe Sheehan newsletter. Right. No, I'm talking about the other (laughs) Bernstein segment where he reads. The day where Zips and Streamer come out. Oh, my God. Streamer, whatever it's called. Oh, no. What about the NBA GM survey? I'm not talking about those segments oh, where Bernstein reads on the radio. Uh, I'm talking about who's every you? morning at 10 when he gets a stonecutter email. I'm talking about <laughs> right when he does this Dostoevsky book club. I'm oh, sorry, that. Danny. There are so many options. I know. I, I needed to narrow it down. We have six more jokes to make. Specifically, <laughs> the segment where Bernstein reads other people's evaluations of draft prospects. Oh, yeah. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? That could basically be the next four months of radio. That doesn't sound good. Oh, who's your guy? That doesn't sound good. It's Orlando Brown, the left tackle of the Chiefs. Let's read about him. Oh, who's your veteran wide receiver to trade for? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Devontae Adams. DeAndre Hopkins. Cool. Let's figure that out. Yeah, can we lose um, Devontae Adams? Tom Brady's going to go play for Josh McDaniels in Vegas, don't you think? Why why would we lose Devontae Adams? As a conversation. Why? Because I think Devontae wants to stay out there and play with Tom Brady and and Josh Josh McDaniels. You know, obviously losing Devontae was was, uh, a a big deal. Yeah. You know... We didn't uh, fill that void. I mean, nobody can. He's, you know, he's superhuman. He's phenomenal. But uh, there was hope in, in certain things that was going to fill that void. And ultimately, that just didn't happen. Oh, for you. <laughs> I don't think Tom Brady wants to go compete with Aaron, with Pat Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, I don't think so. No. You don't think his love for Josh McDaniels is, uh, is, is enough? No. I think that's a terrible fit. I think the Raiders are a bad team. Mm. I, I, so you, I, all right, well, hey, you want to cross them off, then we, we can cross them off. Well, we can we'll cross see. them off. But 
because uh, I do think Devontae clearly wants to be out there. If he wanted to be in the NFC North in the cold weather in the Midwest, I think he would still be in Green Bay. So mm-hmm. I, I agree it's very unlikely. I think newly single Brady's ready to get his party on in Vegas with his buddy Josh. That's what I think. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good prediction. Uh, you see Tom Brady kissing his son on the lips again on Instagram? I saw it. Come yeah. on, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. Kissing your son, like not like a long extended kiss. There's no tongue. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Just the a little fact hello. That he puts it all over social media, and then the next the next clip on his Instagram story is the son sitting in his lap on a pool chair, and it's just both of their sets of feet. How old is he on the pool chair? Eighteen, I think. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a little old. I don't know. And I was just with my dad, and we were hanging out. We were very. You and your dad kiss in the Dominican Republic? No, we didn't. We didn't really kiss in the Dominican Republic. He, oh. gra- he grabbed my arm on the flight and said, I love you. That was nice. Oh, that's nice. It was that's nice. nice. But that's not making out and putting it on your Instagram story. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Just threw me off a little bit. It's the first time we talked about Tom Brady today, so I had to see if you guys hey, I saw it. that. Let, let's make this about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, um, last three years now in Tampa, he's in the playoffs every year, right? Yeah, losing record this year, though. Okay, yeah, that's true, but he's in the playoffs every year. Uh, Bill Belichick. 10 years as an NFL head coach without Tom Brady. You know how many times he's made the playoffs? Anybody have a guess? 10 years. It includes other places and, of course, New England. 10 years for Bill Belichick with, as a coach without Tom Brady. It's zero, right? Two. Two? Two times the man has made the playoffs. The Because the, they won 11 games with Matt Castle but missed the playoffs. Oh, did they do it? Last year, I guess. I guess last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be one. I I read the stat in a write up yeah, of the la- season this morning. Year. Last year's one. <laughs> it just it just keeps going. Just yeah. keeps going. This definitive proof that it was it was both of them, but it was more Brady than it was Bill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more the player than than the coach. Yes. But fine. Devontae Adams on or off the list, notwithstanding. Okay. It's a it's a moment to celebrate, and I know that it's it's been a fascinating divide between us sports talkers. And some of the established sports writers, you know, the Molly and Hall is a great radio show. They set the tone for the day. They are writers at heart. They're hosts. They're great teammates. Biggs, Weederer, Molly Haw. They have largely this year been more, what would you say? Like, like establishment, learn to win. This year has been excruciating, uh, things like that, right? All that stuff. And then the guys, cause, that, cause tanking goes very counter to football culture. Yeah. And and by the way, I, I thought Haw's column on the website was great after this Bears game. I thought it was I, I disagreed with almost every word, but I thought I thought it was super well reasoned and and well argued. I do not think you can make the case that he made that this season was like a futile exercise towards nothingness better than Haw made it at, at six seventy the score.com. But then guys like you and me and, and, and Lawrence and Dan much more like, yeah, man, lose out, get the best asset, let's go, let's do this. I've acknowledged the disconnect and the the awkwardness of it. Because you love to acknowledge the awkwardness of things. I, I sure do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure yeah, do. Yeah. But also, like, you remember a couple years ago when the Eagles um, you know, openly tanked, put Nate Sudfeld in at the end, yeah. and, and, and basically Doug Peterson lost the room. Even yesterday, people are out there you know, praising the Texans and Lovey for playing hard, and here we are. For, for doing that. So it's like, it, it, I think it's very awkward. The closer you are to the field, the more awkward it is to acknowledge that your efforts on the field, we'd rather they go ahead and don't work. Sure. And again, I don't want, so to me, it's a, that's an interesting distinction though, because like I've never thought a player or a coach should acknowledge it, but any media member, you're not that close to the field. Even if you're in the press box and going to press conferences, whatever. But they're in the locker room, they're closer than we are. I suppose that's true. 
but but neither here nor there. It's going to continue. Because the question now is like, how good of a situation are the Bears in? You don't want to build your team through free agency. You could draft the wrong guys. You've got more holes than you could possibly fill in one offseason. Are the expectations going to be too high? And now we should at least be coming together on no one's going to be rooting for losses next year. There will be expectations next year. And we will be able to start actually judging whether these people are good at their jobs with some degree of fairness. Yeah, I think that's true. I think the awkwardness that we've experienced is going to go away unless it leaves a residue, unless it leaves a mark. Because like, let's just let's just talk, call it like the talk show hosts against the uh, and the writers. Even though obviously Molly and David are great talk show hosts, but like uh, the talk show hosts that have been on this like lose out. This is fun. This is exciting. It does not matter if they win or lose. We are going to have to start judging them by wins and losses because that's how we normally do it. This was just abnormal circumstances. But we're also going to now have real things to judge. I didn't feel like it was fair to really judge Justin Fields with that offensive line and those receivers. I didn't think it was really fair to judge Ryan Poles when this whole thing by design was a teardown to carry all that dead cap space mm. and he wasn't spending that much money on any of these guys. There, there's a small list of things we can judge Ryan Poles by at this point, and we've talked about him and we will some more, but we're about to get another huge pile. We're about to get like four or five things this offseason that are going to define the early run of his career that are bigger than anything he's done so far bigger than the Kyler Gordon pick bigger than the Brisker pick bigger than the miss on Ogan Joby I'm waiting for the the Claypool trade Claypool trade is is the biggest one because that's like a it's going Portland well and and it's also just like as what a number 35 draft pick or I guess it'll be number 33 32 yeah 32 because the Dolphins don't have Dolphins don't have it's the 32nd pick in the draft Woo, 32nd overall pick in the draft obviously didn't know it at the time obviously didn't think he was going to lose 10 straight to end the season and also the free agent wide receiver class is abysmal. But if you had the 32nd pick in the draft, Mm -hmm. you very likely could trade that for a better receiver than Chase Claypool. I found a wide receiver free agent that I like, by the way. But, well, let's call this a 23-hour tease. I'm famous for those. Tomorrow, early in the 4 o'clock hour, I'll give you the free agent wide receiver I'm interested in. Okay. Granted, we might be in in the middle of a conversation with uh, White Sox reliever Joe Kelly at that point. (laughs) Joe Kelly's on the show tomorrow. At 4 o'clock. Speaking tomorrow, yeah, yeah so it could be awkward. In, you're going to interrupt Joe Kelly to tell us about Jacoby Myers. Yeah, no, not Jacoby Myers. Okay, I won't guess anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd hate to, I'd hate to get it. Uh, <laughs> Call it a 47 hour tease. I'll do it no, Wednesday in the God, four o'clock no. hour. Uh, but but yeah, it's stick a, with me, kid. You know, no, no, we're going we're going straight to the top. But it's a but the the disconnect is good. we're going we should like be coming together with. Now we're not going to be grading Justin Fields on the curve. He'll have better people around him. Mm-hmm. He'll be in his third year in the league, second year in the system. We're not going to be grading Ryan Poles on the curve. He'll have made a, a decision with a hugely important draft asset and a bunch of cap space. We're going to get to see Matt Eberflus, in theory, coach a defense that isn't trading away its best players. Mm. And we're going to get to have knowledge on those guys. Are you lobbying for the lose-out crowd to be let into the writers' meetings? I'm saying we're coming. We should, and, and But those guys, as sure as I am that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west— are going to do a lot of things in the next four months about how unbelievable this opportunity is for the Bears. (laughs) 
they're going to be like, this is unbelievable. We've never seen anything like this. I'm talking to all yeah. these scouts, and they're like, every conversation leads back to the Bears. And can you believe it that they've got their opportunity? And who mm. are they going to trade down with? Is it Anderson? Is it Carter? Are they going to take a quarterback? Are they going to build around fields? What are they going to, how many times are they going to trade down? Which guy are they going to say? They're going to love it. Because why would you not? Yeah. How could you be around football and not love it? So I think we're going to come together between now and the draft in Kansas City, which is, I think is going to be very nice. That sounds nice. It's going to be nice to kind of get back on the same page. There we're are gonna, times gonna, I'm not so sure that you want to be on the same page, but that's nice that you are. I'm saying we're, I, I'm expecting today might be a big wedge because Hall was on this morning, and I love David. He was like, I think it's absurd to celebrate where the Bears are right now. And I'm wearing a Lovey Smith beard and a Derrick Rose jersey surrounded by balloons. But from after today going forward, I see a lot of coming together here of, of, the, two, of the two sides heading towards a season next year yeah. where there are expectations. If you sat down before the year and you wrote how you wanted this to go, it would be very close to the way that it went. Be very, very close. You know, you you wouldn't have wanted the Claypool trade to either happen at all or look the way it looks right now. You would undo the Claypool trade and mm-hmm. you'd root for uh, Fields to have looked better as a passer and you would have not had some injuries. Yeah. Well, right? like, and, and, the Mooney injury maybe yeah. stunned some development there. And you'd look for a couple more potential difference makers on the offense and defensive lines because right now – it feels really void of difference makers on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And that is scary and daunting. That makes the whole thing seem far away. So I think you'd root for um, Larry Borum to be useful or Braxton Jones to feel like a lockdown left tackle. Um, or it's somebody to emerge on the defensive line, whereas nobody did. Yeah, I mean, how many pieces do you even feel? And this will be a good topic. We can do more at length at some point, but like, Foundational pieces, Fields, one, Jalen Johnson, two, Jaquan Brisker. I feel good about Brisker. Three, Cole Komet. Yeah, I feel feel pretty damn good about Cole Komet, truth be told. Yeah. Runs his ass off, runs hard. Um it's shown shown the hands to be a little bit better. I'm fine with Cole Komet. And then he's he's never gonna be George Kittle, he's never gonna be Travis Kelsey, but I'm okay with Cole Komet. And then you start getting into like Eddie Jackson, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery. Did you say Kyler Gordon? Tevin? I don't know, man. It's a lot of injury time for Tevin. It's a lot of unavailability for Tevin. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like I like the mean. I, I absolutely do like the mean. And it's so funny because that's what we joked about and doubted. But I end up liking the mean. I just don't like the availability. Yeah. I. It, it's a flimsy list. You don't have 10. I, I, you know, you could you could poke holes if you start to get in seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, if you start considering Matt Adams and or Jack Sanborn, you know you've gotten to uh, the bottom of, yeah, of a and, list. And like Kyler Gordon is an exciting prospect, a premium position that we have absolutely no idea if he's going to be good or not. And there isn't a single pass rusher that you would mention, mm. and there probably isn't a, a tackle. You know, you'd hope on Braxton Jones. You'd hope on, you know, I think there's an argument on Braxton Jones. I think there's definitely an argument on Braxton Jones. An off-season of strength training, of hardcore strength training. And, oh, by the way, he might be a right tackle next year. You don't know. Yeah. You know, they, 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 yeah. Might, they might move him to the other side if he But not, yeah, if he a, not a lot of foundation. So, that, so there's a long, long way to go, which is why I genuinely believe what, why this whole endeavor has been so worthwhile and so worth celebrating hmm. is because 
say the learn how to win crowd, the establishment crowd, the you don't want to lose 10 games in a row crowd, say they had gotten their wish, and instead of losing by three to the Falcons and losing by one to the, the Lions, you win both those games and you got the you got five wins and you got the seventh pick in the draft instead of the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. They're objectively in a worse position much, right now. Much worse position. Doesn't mean that they don't have the cap space. Doesn't mean that they still might not have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you're not talking about filling three or four holes in the draft by trading down from seven overall. You're like, I hope that Miles Murphy from Clemson is still there and they can sign him as the second or third best defensive lineman in the draft. Or And that they'll get lucky and he will be better. I hope that uh, Skronsky, the ki- Skronsky, the kid from uh, Northwestern, the left tackle, is the next version of Rashawn Slater. At, at, at this point, we're thinking you could trade down maybe even twice yeah. and get Skronsky. Right. That's absolutely in play. Trade down to two. Let Houston get their guy. Trade down again to four. Trade down to seven with with the Raiders. And like you could argue that seven of the top eleven teams need quarterbacks, depending on what they do, depending on what Seattle wants to do, depending on how Detroit wants to play it. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams that that need quarterbacks. So and there's a lot of different quarterbacks that it could be. Yeah. So it's a pretty good position for Ryan Poles, and he speaks tomorrow. Yeah, let's let's figure out exactly what we're going to get from him, shall we? Let's figure that out, and I want to play a little Justin Fields from today for people who didn't hear it, because he kind of set his tone for the offseason. Parkinson speak on the score. That's how I expect him to differentiate the two. Mm-hmm. If he is asked, are you committed to not drafting a quarterback in the first round? That's the most direct way to ask the question. Don't you think? Because that blends the two. It doesn't mention Justin Fields. It addresses the draft, but it mentions quarterback in the draft. And I think he will then default to we're going to draft the best player available. And that's where his out will be if he decides to make the boldest executive move that anyone in this town has ever made. I would say, again, everything's on the table with all the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Hmm. And I got to say, and I've said it before, and I'll probably say it 100 times between now and the draft when it gets brought up that they're bringing in Will Levis for a meeting and people will freak out and say it's disrespectful to Justin Fields. It's not. And if you were with me when I crushed Ryan Pace for not scouting Deshaun Watson, it's just a rare opportunity. The ability to take any quarterback in the draft, that is a rare – it hasn't happened to the Bears since 1947. So, like, if you had the ability, if they had the one, yeah, with Mitch, they took the first quarterback in the draft. Yeah, but they didn't know that they were going to be able to take any quarterback in that draft, mm-hmm. and they traded up from three to two just to lock in the rights to take the first quarterback in the draft. It's it's such a valuable thing. Doesn't mean you have to take advantage of it, but if you have the opportunity to do it and you don't even scout the quarterbacks, it's just insane. Yeah, you got to look into it. You got to look into it, and I think it's healthy to have the appearance of looking into it. As as well, um, if it were a year from now and it's Caleb Williams from USC, who everybody is pretty much assured is going to be the number one pick and could be, you know, generational kind of talent, then then maybe you'd consider it a little bit more. It's just you're weighing the factors of, uh, you know, of like yeah. uh, of the extra extra two years on the rookie deal. Uh, as compared to what you know about Justin Fields and what you frankly don't know about Bryce Young or whoever it's going to be. Yeah, and I think that anyone saying that it's disrespectful to Justin Fields, Justin Fields will have a one-on-one, in-person conversation and an open line of communication all offseason to Ryan Poles and Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus and anybody he wants because he's the franchise. So if there's a rumor out there, 
or the Bears attend a pro day mm-hmm. or interview someone, he should have some knowledge of like, hey, man, this doesn't mean anything about you. It's just we're just trying to do what's in the best interest of the Bears. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I assumed and wanted him to have that level of conversation with Fields along the way during the season. Like, hey, you see we're trading stuff away here and we're kind of taking a step backwards. It's not a reflection on you. We know what it's about, uh, all those kinds of things. But I, I don't know how much they actually actually did that. So, I, tomorrow's tomorrow's another opportunity. Like you can ask all sorts of stuff about to Ryan Poles. What happened with Chase Claypool so far? And are you disappointed? Are you yeah. concerned? Would you do the trade if you knew it was thirty two overall? You know, and I, it's unanswerable. We haven't gotten the production from Chase that we wanted. The injury was unfortunate. You might get a pause out of him though if you ask it like that. I think that's the only way to ask it. Because, obviously, he didn't know that at the time, but you know it now. It's a terrible trade. It's going to be very difficult for that trade to work out for the Bears. Even if you say, well, there's no better free agent wide receiver this year. Simply because I bet you a wide receiver who's Mm. better than Chase Claypool will be traded for less than the 32nd overall pick. Only 46 and a half hours away from me revealing which wide receiver on the free agent list is mine. That's very exciting. All right, I'll tell you, it's Darius Slayton. I like Darius Slayton of the New York Giants. Someone's going to be so disappointed when they tune in at 4 (laughs) o'clock. On Wednesday? On on Wednesday's show. 4.15. 4.15. They're going to be so disappointed. What else? So so, so Fields, Claypool. Claypool. Trading in the draft. Do you feel better about Tevin Jenkins now than you did at the beginning of the season? Yeah. Because I'd like to get him to tell us how he felt then and like what the, what the journey's been like there. How I'm about you, Tanny? You feel any better about Tevin Jenkins? That's a good question. You don't, you don't make a lot of sports it's, opinions, it's so why, this one's completely the, wrong. That's why Tanny's going to be up there. The irony, yeah, the irony is I really like Tevin Jenkins, even though I proclaimed him to be a bust. Uh, <laughs> but I thought the season was fascinating. I wish he would have played more. But, yeah, like Speak said, he's got that nastiness. That's why I said maybe he's one of those uh, centerpieces for your for your roster. If you, like that identity that he has mm-hmm. when he's healthy and out there, that's the kind of guy you want. You want more, more guys like that yeah. on the line. Um, Shane seems to be disappointed in your overall opinion. Yeah, it's well, my, I'm, my, I'm not, it's my real opinion. So it's I it. like he doesn't go out there on a ledge very often for sports opinions, and he was so flat wrong about this one. And as someone who tries to well, treat everyone with kindness and respect, who's that? T- me, Tanny. Mm. Tanny said some horrible, horrible things about Tevin Jenkins, and then he went out there, played through three slipped discs. And and was an awesome interior offensive lineman this year. Most of that is not true. The um... yeah, <laughs> as per usual with the whole Shano there. I would I would ask Ryan Poles like, do you regret not investing more in that line instead of drafting two uh-huh. defensive backs, like stuff like that? Like, yeah. should you have invested more either financially or in draft capital in, in the line and protecting mm. that quarterback you love so you much? You want you want George Pickens or Kyler Gordon yeah. or Jaquan Brisker? Yeah, Brisker was the pick, right? Because Gordon went. Earlier. Earlier, and Brisker was 48, and then the receivers were four of the next six picks. Yeah. It's – um, he's just in an amazing spot. I also would like to know, and I hope they ask, um, where do you think this free agent class is deep? Where do you think this draft is deep? Hmm. But specifically free agency, because there's time between the drafts, and he might say we haven't fully scouted the whole draft yet. But like, you know, he knows about the free agency. He should he should? It's a it's a smaller list, right? There's so many guys in the draft, and you got to. He referenced it at least obliquely when talking about Claypool. 
Right, 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 exactly. It's it's his job to know about the NFL players at all times, who's coming up and available. So, like, will he say it's a deep draft for or deep free agent class for running backs, defensive tackles, and corners? Like, I, I don't know what he'll say, mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd like him to – don't tell me where you're going to spend it, but where, where do you think there are premium positions available in free agency specifically? I'd be interested in that. Did your actions in the front office – make your head coach's jobs more difficult this year? And did you have to discuss that? Yeah, that's a tough one. Because he, because he, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me go ahead and take I, care I, of that I, I for I believe him. yes is the answer. Yeah. Let's, let's hear from Justin Fields and how he kind of sets the tone for his offseason. How, how would you capsulize or evaluate your season personally? I feel like, you know, myself, I grew over the year, um, got better. Excuse me. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, that's that's really, you know, my main goal was just to get better each and every day and, you know, improve, so let's say. And, and what will you do in the, the offseason in terms of training and obviously getting better as well? What do you mean? Like, in terms of, like, are you going to train right away? Do you take some time off? I'm going to take, take All right, brother. Yeah, you can have I love you, buddy. Love you too, brother, man. Thanks for the camera. But, um, yeah, just, just working out. Going to take a little bit of time off and, um, you know, get back to lifting, running, and, of course, throwing and stuff like that. So, Justin, where do you feel like you've grown? You said you've grown, but where, where are the areas you feel like you've made the most Overall, you know, um, just in a, in a full offense, you know. Um, I felt like just my overall, you know, understanding of the offense kind of hit midseason. So, um, you know, just, just growth within a lot of stuff. So. It's, hard, it's hard to look at the season when you're in, now that you're out of it, just a little bit hard. Do you feel any pride for what you accomplished? I know the team didn't accomplish it, but for yourself? Um, a little bit, but, you know, I'm not really that much of a prideful guy, to be honest. I mean, um, so, of course, you know, uh, just the stuff that I was able to accomplish this year, couldn't have done it without my teammates, coaches, and stuff like that, but I'm, I also understand that I need to, you know, get better at a lot of stuff, so just going to, you know, get back to uh, work, to training, and, you know, get better. Just as you look at some of the improvements that are needed in the passing game, for you individually, what, what do you want to get better at in 2023 to, to bring that along? Like I said, a lot of stuff. So just getting on the same page as my guys and, uh, you know, just, just, just getting, getting working with them. So. I, know, I know Ryan Pauls as the general manager here, but it's tough for you to say that you won't keep an eye on what's going to go on here in the off season. How much would you like to be involved in what they do or hide the shape this this offense that you're going to run? Um, I mean, you know, I think Ryan has a – I mean, I know Ryan has a great understanding of, you know, what needs to be done around here, you know, what holes, you know, we might need to fill and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, that's not my job to, you know, control any of that. You know, whatever he needs me to do in terms of, you know, recruiting and stuff like that, you know, I'm sure we're going to – have that conversation here in a bit. So um, whatever he's going to do, you know, uh, I, I fully trust him. And, you know, his his goal is to, you know, make the best team he can uh, for us. So um, I know he's going to do a great job of that. And, you know, we're going to, of course, you know, get better and work in the offseason. So. Justin, Andrew Janoko said you want this franchise in the city to be yours. What kind of motivating factor is that as you look toward your future? What kind of motivational factor? Yeah, in terms of taking ownership and making this team yours. I feel like it's, you know, already mine. The guys in here, they know how hard I work. They know what I want to accomplish. And, you know, just my mindset overall. So I'm really just trying to get guys on the same page, that, that mindset, that culture to where, 
you know, no matter what we go through, nothing can phase us. I mean, really just having that swagger, having that confidence going into every game. Like, they have to play us, they have to beat us. So as long as we do that and just have that mindset going into every game, you know, we'll be fine. He's a badass, man. Guy's got a ton of leadership and swagger and every intangible that you would want. Get him some help. He's going to be special. They didn't, they didn't really get him any wide receiver help of consequence at all in no, the offseason. He, he took too many sacks. That mm. was on him and the line. They didn't run a good offense for him at the beginning. They had to learn how to – he had to learn the system, and they had to learn how to use him within the system. But they did, right? They did adjust, which shows promise because the last regime never adjusted. So that's mm-hmm. a reason to believe. And he had consistent high flashes in the passing game. Now – not consistent like games, but there were. It seemed like every week there were moments, plays, drives, etc., where it wasn't just with the legs. He also showed the ability to do it in the passing game. So it stands to reason that if you then gave him more time and gave him more help, that would happen a lot more consistently. You know, I want to point a thumb and say that I'm wearing my Justin Fields Forever T-shirt, and I've just now unleashed it from the cardigan that it was underneath. I just, I just want a little Justin Fields. Forever. I should have had it out for the QB one and one party right from the get go. That would have added to the vibe, to the atmosphere. This is like the sartorial version of me not tweeting out the listen live link. You know, I gotta, I gotta step up and be stronger and it's be New better. Year. Sorry, right. you're trying this year. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Kevin Lapko also stepped up and made me a graphic yesterday during the game. It's a nice graphic of Sam Ellinger and Lovey Smith as angels. Because they were the Bears' number one pick, Angel. So shout out to Kevin Lapka. We just hired a young man from the Ohio State University. Ugh. Kevin Lapka is his oh, name. God. Yes, he was great. And and by Ugh. the way, Marquis Star, Kevin Lapka. I, I made a request for the graphic during the game. Yeah. And then I changed the request. So he actually made me two separate graphics on a Sunday. Wow. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, well, he's the one who responded. That's really interesting. I'm just saying. He's locked in. I know in your new deal, Mitch made it so you have to talk about Kevin Lapka for a certain amount of time each show. So, Stop. So it's okay. I know just trying you've got to give him on 25 credit. seconds left. I'm giving you on-air credit for good work. The point is. Did I mention that I his bought, father is a great trombone player, by the way? Yes. I got the balloons, the jersey, the beard, the streamers, yeah. and you had a T-shirt on the whole time. And you I, couldn't even unbutton your cardigan to participate. <laughs> Me and Lapka doing a lot of heavy lifting over here for this party. Tanny's got the music. Shane's got uh, the yeah. disgust and condescension. Right. And the tape. To hang this hey, stuff. Hey, come on. I brought some of the condescension, too. You did. And you helped inflate the balloons. And I brought some of the tape. <laughs> Very useful. I did. I inflated the silver balloons. You couldn't figure it out. All right. It was a team effort. We'll answer some questions for uh, one last thing on Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. One question. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One Last Thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. 
We like to end the show with your questions. You text them and twitch them. We uh, gather them. Shane gathers them, asks them, we answer. Someone earlier, just to get a sports one out of the way, said, who should we we be watching in the uh, title game tonight? Two big names. Obviously, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia, did not have a great game against Ohio State. Uh, considered potentially the first pick in the draft. And then Quentin Johnston. The wide receiver. 6'4", 215 out of TCU. If the Bears traded down bottom of the top 10, you know, the 8 to 12 range maybe, that's where he is in a lot of mock drafts. So those would probably be the two top NFL draft prospects. What's up, Shane? What do we got? On Twitch, for everyone during your holiday break, did you get the itch at all to be on the air? And how much of the station did you listen to while you were out? Um, I got the itch to be on the air after the morning after the uh, baseball game that I went to in the Dominican Republic. Mm. So let, let's find some time tomorrow to talk about it because it was pretty remarkable. Also, I have gifts for you guys. So. Oh, that's a segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll do that for sure. I It was weird not being on after the DeMar Hamlin stuff. Honestly, like it wasn't like I got to get these takes off, but it just was. You're used to processing sports news publicly. They were talking about it on the Today Show and yeah. Good Morning America. You know, it just it felt weird. Um, so that was, and I was back in town like that. Not that I ever left town because of Southwest Airlines, but that was <laughs> that that was a weird time for me for a number of reasons. No. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me either. Yeah, yeah I went and I didn't listen to the station at all either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really listen to much either. Yeah. Uh, for Speaks from the 847, rate it 1 to 10. How would you rate the impression Danny and Shane did of you and Danny? I only heard um, the the Twitter uh, clip. It was like two minutes or something like that. That was about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that. so good. I, I thought it was great. And I thought um, Jason Leisure's discomfort might have been my favorite part. I think my favorite part about anything is when Jason Leisure is uncomfortable. <laughs> No, it was great. And it was very it, good. And I saw Tanny retweet it the next day with like, I'm sure that like the first day that Marconi took off the air, some jag was like, was <laughs> out there fun making fun of him. Tradition as old as time. It's just so funny. Like whenever there's anything like that, like they cut it up and put it on social media. Yeah. You know, like when Weeder and I had our little tiff, it was promoted and put everywhere. You know, so, you know, oh, these guys are gone. Let's make sure they see it. Them getting mocked and made fun of as soon as they're gone. You guys were great. It was hilarious. Outstanding. One more from the 708. Speaking of tanking, which has kind of been the theme of today, have you ever purposely mailed it in in the bedroom so that your partner especially appreciates it the next time you put in a good effort? Oh, my God. That is is manipulative and dark and strange. So answer the question. No. No. No, but there are times that you objectively are giving a better effort. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, you chew it and do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know that you're not delivering a you know, 10 out of 10, whatever your best is, and you're maybe a little bit more selfish or in it for yourself that round. So, you know, you know, we all have our best efforts. Oh, Danny, selfish lover. How about that? <laughs> I knew it, man. I knew it. Oh, you got to be a giver. You know, I, you know okay, where I heard that occasionally? from? I heard it from the Tin Man. That's how you do it, Speaks. Walk it off. Turn on the fireworks. I really tied the whole show together. Oh, no. Tin Man, very unhappy. Very unhappy. Oh, God. 
This was fun, QB one and one party, baby. Sorry, I didn't take out my Justin Fields shirt till the end. It's okay. But That's I, how you do it. Yeah, it is. Should we leave the balloons? No. Oh. No. No. We, we got to take those down. Got but it. we can repurpose them at a later date. So just handle them very carefully. Okay. We're gonna be talking about the draft again, right? Before the draft. Yeah. So I think yeah. we can still use them. Yeah. As okay. a draft fan, I sure hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every show we got to put them up. <laughs> Every day. I mean, on Horizon Therapeutics Bears Wednesday, coming oh, yeah. up in February. They should sponsor the offseason. <laughs> they should sponsor the Bears hypothetical of the day. Brought to you by Horizon Therapeutics. We're going to do it starting next week, right? We're going to try to go for, like, we got to figure out how many days there are between now and the draft. Uh-huh. And then come up with that, like, like 127 Bears offseason hypotheticals. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, my God. I can't wait till spring training. Whenever you're talking spring training, I'm going to be just be thinking about trading down. <laughs> I'm going to just be thinking about it. Well, it's that's be... us. What yeah, are you yeah, do? yeah, exactly. Here we are. It's going to be so good. Thank you to Mike Tannenbaum. He was really interesting. And uh, Mark Grody, who was also pretty good. Uh, thank you to Kevin Lapka. He was Joe, good. Joe Kelly tomorrow. Joe Kelly tomorrow. Talk a little. We didn't mention the Liam Hendricks stuff today, but Joe will talk Liam Hendricks tomorrow and, and Andrew Benintendi. We're all thinking our best and uh, sending positive wishes, of course, to to Liam Hendricks and uh, hope he recovers fully and gets past this, not considering the baseball part, but just obviously the human side of it. And hopefully we'll talk to him soon. Uh, he's been a great friend to this show. Uh, thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat and video stream, Shane Ridden, our executive producer, Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. You mean picks champion of 670thescore.com. Please address me as that. Wow. Wow. Senior audio producer, a.k.a. SAP, a.k.a. picks champion of Bears picks at 670thescore.com. Chris Tannehill. Can't believe Gabe and Shane didn't win. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, I went 3-14. and 14. <laughs> That checks out. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parker. Hey, Bulls and Celtics coming up. Big game. In just a little bit. We are Parker the Spiegel. This is the score. Listen, of course it feels great. I'll be honest with you, I'm exhausted. So, like, I just, you know, I want to go home, put the feet up, drink a beer, and just, you know, so it feels real good. I'm just proud of them. I really am. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.